Hello, and welcome to another episode of Who Knows. My name is Chris, and I am going to be doing your reading this evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. We're on chapter 13 of The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. This chapter is titled Far, Far Beyond. Ultimately, the word beyond captures the true meaning of spirituality. In its most basic sense, going beyond means going past where you are. It means not staying in your current state. When you constantly go beyond yourself, there are no more limitations. There are no more boundaries. Limitations and boundaries only exist at the places where you stop going beyond. If you never stop, then you go beyond boundaries, beyond limitations, beyond the sense of a restricted self. Beyond is infinite in all directions. If you take a laser beam and aim it in any direction, it will go on for infinity. It would only cease to be infinite if you created an artificial boundary that it could not penetrate. Boundaries create the appearance of finiteness in infinite space. Things seem finite because your perception hits mental boundaries. In truth, everything is infinite. It is you who takes that which goes on forever and talks about a mile from here. What is a mile from here? It's nothing but a piece of infinity. There are no limits. There is just the infinite universe. To go beyond, you must keep going past the limits that you put on things. This requires changes at the core of your being. Right now, you are using your analytical mind to break the world up into individual thought objects. You are then using the same mind to put these discrete thoughts together in a defined relationship to each other. You do this in an attempt to feel a semblance of control. This is seen most clearly in your constant attempt to make the unknown known. You say to yourself, It wouldn't dare rain tomorrow. It's my day off. And since Jennifer loves being outdoors, she will certainly want to go hiking with me. In fact, if I want an extra day off, Tom won't mind covering for me. After all, I covered for him once. You have it all figured out. You know how everything is supposed to be, even the future. Your views, your opinions, your preferences, your concepts, your goals, and your beliefs are all ways of bringing the infinite universe down to the finite where you can feel a sense of control. Since the analytical mind cannot handle the infinite, you created an alternate reality of finite thoughts that can remain fixed within your mind. You have taken the whole, broken it into pieces, and selected a handful of these pieces to be put together in a certain way within your mind. This mental model has a certain way with this mental model has become your reality. You must now struggle day and night to make the world fit your model, and you label everything that doesn't fit as wrong, bad, or unfair. If anything happens that challenges how you view things, view things, you fight, you defend, you rationalize, you get frustrated and angry over simple little things. This is the result of being unable to fit what's actually happening into your model of reality. If you want to go beyond your model, you have to take the risk of not believing in it. If your mental model is bothering you, it's because it doesn't incorporate reality. 
Your choice is to either resist reality or go beyond the limits of your model. In order to truly go beyond your model, you must first understand why you built it. The easiest way to understand this is to study what happens when the model doesn't work. Have you ever built your whole world on a model of life predicted upon another person's behavior or the permanence of a relationship? If so, have you ever had that foundation pulled out from under you? Somebody leaves you. Somebody dies. Something goes wrong. Something shakes your model to the core. When this happens, your entire view of who you believe you are, including your relationship to everyone and everything around you, begins to fall apart. You panic and do everything you can to hold it together. You beg, fight, and struggle to try to keep your world from collapsing. Once you've had an experience like that, and most people have, you realize that the model you built is tenuous at best. The entire thing can fall apart. The whole model and all that it's built upon, including your entire view of yourself, and everything else can start to crumble. What you experience when this happens is one of the most important learning experiences of your life. You come face to face with what made you build the model. The level of discomfort and disorientation you experience is frightening. You struggle just to get back some semblance of normal perception. What you are really doing is trying to pull the mental model back around you so that you can settle down into your familiar setting. But our whole world doesn't have to fall apart in order for us to see what we're doing in, in there. We are constantly trying to hold it all together. If you really want to see why you do things, then don't do them and see what happens. Let's say you're a smoker. If you decide to stop smoking, you quickly confront the urges that cause you to smoke. These urges are the reason you smoke. They are the outermost layer of cause. If you can sit through these urges, you will see what caused them. If you can get comfortable with what you see, you will face the next layer of causation, and so on, layer upon layer. Likewise, there's a reason you overeat. There's a reason why you dress the way you do. There's a reason for everything you do. If you want to see why you care so much about what you wear and what your hair is like, then just don't do it one day. Wake up in the morning and go somewhere disheveled with your hair a mess and see what happens to the energies inside of you. See what happens to you when you don't do the things that make you comfortable. What you'll see is why you're doing them. You are constantly trying to stay within your comfort zone. You struggle to keep people, places, and things in a manner that supports your model. If they start to go any other way, you get uncomfortable. Your mind then becomes active telling you how to get things back the way you need them to be. The moment somebody starts behaving in a way that is outside your expectations, your mind starts talking. It says, what should I do about this? I can't just ignore what he did. I could confront him directly or ask someone else to talk to him. Your mind is telling you to fix it and it doesn't really matter what you end up doing. It's all about getting back within your comfort zone. This zone is finite. All attempts to stay within it, within it keep you finite. Going beyond always means letting go of the effort to keep things within your defined limits. So there are two ways you can live. You can devote your life to staying in your comfort zone, or you can work on your freedom. In other words, you can devote your whole life to the process of making sure everything fits within your limited model, or you can devote your life to freeing yourself from the limits of your model. To understand this better, let's take a trip to the zoo. 
Imagine that you're having a great time until you see a tiger inside a small cage. This causes you to contemplate what it would be like to live the rest of your life in such tight confinement. The very thought is extremely frightening to you, but in truth, the confines of your comfort zone create such a cage. This inner cage doesn't limit your body, it limits the expanse of your consciousness. Because you are unable to go outside your comfort zone, you are, in essence, locked in confinement. If you examine this, you will see that you're willing to stay in this cage because you're afraid. Your comfort zone is familiar to you. Beyond it is the unknown. To fully appreciate this, just imagine the most paranoid person you have ever met in your entire life. He's so scared. Every moment of his life, he thinks somebody's trying to hurt him. If you offer him that tiger's cage, he might accept your offer. He doesn't see it as being locked in a cage. He sees it as protection from what could harm him. That which looks like prison to you looks like safety to him. What if a security service came to your house and bolted down all the doors and barred all the windows? If you happened to be inside at the time, would you panic and want to get out, or would you thank them for helping you feel safe? Most people have the second reaction when it comes to the limitations of their psyche. They want to stay in there and feel safe. They don't say, get me out of here. I'm locked in this tiny world in which everything has to be a certain way. I have to worry about what everybody's doing, what I look like, and everything I've ever said. I want out. Instead of wanting out, they try to keep their cage stable. If something's not comfortable, they do whatever they must to protect themselves and get back to, feeling, to a feeling of safety. If you've ever done that, it means you love your cage. When the cage of the psyche got rattled, you fixed it so that you could be comfortable inside. When you truly awake spiritually, you realize you are caged. You wake up and realize that you can hardly move in there. You're constantly hitting the limits of your comfort zone. You see that you're afraid to tell people what you really think. You see that you're too self-conscious to freely express yourself. You see that you have to stay on top of everything in order to be okay. thirsty why there's really no reason you have set these limits on yourself if you don't stay within them you get scared you feel hurt and you feel threatened that's your cage the tiger knows the limits of his cage when he hits the bars you know the limits of your cage when the psyche starts to resist your bars are the outer boundary of your comfort zone the minute you come to the edge of your cage it lets you know in no uncertain terms in no uncertain terms. Let's look at this edge by way of an example in the old days. If you wanted to keep your dog in the backyard, you had to put up a fence. Nowadays, you don't need a fence because everything is electronic. You just bury wires underground and put a little collar on the dog. The dog thinks, hey, I'm free. I used to have to be inside a fence. This is great. Of course, he goes running right to where he's not supposed to go and zap. He jumps back and barks. What happened? An invisible limit was there, and when the dog approached that limit, it gave him a little shock. It hurt. It was uncomfortable enough, so now the dog feels fear whenever he approaches the boundaries. So you see, a cage doesn't have to look like a cage. It can be a cage created by your fear of discomfort. If you approach your limits, you begin to feel uncomfortable and insecure. Those are the bars of your cage. As long as you stay inside of it, you cannot possibly know what is on the other side. The boundaries of this cage are what make your world appear finite and temporal. The infinite and eternal are just outside the limits of your cage. Going beyond means going beyond the borders of the cage. 
There should be no cage. The soul is infinite. It is free to expand everywhere. It is free to experience all of life. This can only happen when you are willing to face reality without mental boundaries. If you still have barriers and you know what they are because you hit them every day, you must be willing to go beyond them. Otherwise, you remain within your cage. And remember, decorating your cage with beautiful experiences, fond memories, and great dreams is not the same as going beyond. A cage by any other name is still a cage. You must be willing to go beyond. Throughout each day, you frequently hit the edges of your cage. When you hit these edges, you either pull back or try to force things to change so that you can remain comfortable. You actually use the brilliance of your mind to stay inside your cage. Day and night, you plot and plan how to stay within your comfort zone. Sometimes you can't even fall asleep at night because you're too busy thinking about what you need to do to stay within your cage. How can I make it so that she will never leave me? How can I keep her from ever becoming interested in someone else? You're trying to figure out how to be sure that you won't hit the edges of your cage. Let's go back to the dog. Since that particular dog was used to roaming free, it's a sad day when he stops trying to get out of the yard. The only reason he would stop trying to go beyond this little space is that he's afraid of the edges. But what if we are dealing with a very brave dog that's determined to be free? Imagine that the dog has not given up. You find him sitting there right at the place where the collar starts vibrating, and he is not backing off. Every minute he's stepping forward a little bit more in order to get used to the force field. If he continues, he will eventually get out. There's not a chance in the world that he won't. Since it's just an artificial edge, he can get through if he can learn to withstand the discomfort. He just has to be ready, willing, and able to handle the discomfort. The collar cannot actually hurt him, it's just uncomfortable. If he is willing to go beyond his comfort zone, he is free to come and go at will. Your cage is just like this. When you approach the edges, you feel insecurity, jealousy, fear, or self-consciousness. You pull back, and if you are like most people, you stop trying. Spirituality begins when you decide that you'll never stop trying. Spirituality is the commitment to go beyond, no matter what it takes. It's an infinite journey based upon going beyond yourself at every minute of every day for the rest of your life. If you're truly going beyond, you are always within your limits. You, you're never back in their comfort zone, in the comfort zone. A spiritual being feels as though they are always against that edge and they are constantly being pushed through it. Eventually, you will realize that it cannot actually hurt you to go beyond your psychological limits. If you are willing to just stand at the edge and keep walking, you will go beyond. You used to pull back when it got uncomfortable. Now you relax and go past that point. That is all it takes to go beyond. Go beyond where you were a minute ago by handling what is happening now. Would you like to go beyond? Would you like to feel no edges? Imagine a comfort zone that is so expanded that it can easily fit the entire day no matter what happens. The day unfolds and the mind doesn't say anything. You simply interact with the day with a peaceful, fully inspired heart. If your edges happen to get hit, the mind doesn't complain. It all just passes through. This is how great beings live. When you are trained, like a great athlete, to immediately relax through your edges when they get hit, then it's all over. You realize that you will always be fine. Nothing could ever bother you except your edges, and now you know what to do with them. You end up loving your edges because they point your way to freedom. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, man. 
All you have to do is constantly relax and lean into them. Then one day, when you least expect it, you fall through into the infinite. That is what it means to go beyond. That was chapter 13, Far, Far Beyond in The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. That's all I really have to say right now. So, I hope you enjoyed it. Bye.